Welcome to another episode of No Thanks But Yes, chill conversations with splendid people, non-monetized and unaffiliated. This Freedom From Addiction podcast features the many faces, voices, and pathways of freedom from chaotic relationships with substances and behaviors. Okay. Yes. Well, welcome to No Thanks But Yes. Thank you. Thank you so much for saying yes. I hear you're traveling uh, today, and I hope to be doing something myself. Today's my birthday. Oh, happy Earth Day. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Well, um, on this show, we introduce ourselves. So uh, tell everybody who you are. Um, Many of you will know me by Valerie Mason John. I write under that name. Uh, and uh, the books that will be of interest to you is the um, well, best-selling book, award-winning book, Eight Step Recovery, Using the Buddhist Teachings to Overcome Addiction, which was co-written with Dr. Parama Bandu Groves, and Detox Your Heart Meditations for Emotional Trauma. And others, many will know me by Vimala Sara, which is my Buddhist name. Vimalasara, well, a delight. Um, so do you consider yourself to be in recovery from a chaotic relationship with substances or behaviors or, or some such thing? Oh, I'm, I'm most definitely in recovery. In fact, in um, the book, um, Eight Step Recovery, I state that the Buddha was in recovery. You know, And I think if I was writing it now, maybe... When one becomes awake, we move beyond recovery. But yes, I think the the most traumatic thing, two traumatic things in life, the traumatic thing of birth, <laughs> we go into recovery from birth. And then, of course, there is death at the other end. And it's important what we do in between. But yes, I'm most definitely in recovery and very happy to be in recovery. Oh, brilliant. Thank you for sharing that. And thank you for sharing that insight on, on the Buddha's journey and characterizing it as recovery. I, I did, uh, as a former high school teacher, uh, I taught a little bit about um, Hinduism and Buddhism in literature and uh, was fascinated by um, Buddha's discovery of suffering about him and, and being struck with the desire to end that for others and um, coming out of a, an isolation and, and coming into an awareness of others. And that resonated with me years before I found recovery. So w- what does recovery mean to you? Um, I think today it's depending on what time of the day when you ask me this question, but recovery, I think for me is recovering something that has been covered up. I think um, all of us uh, have this innate potential. All of us have this, um, I don't want to call it purity, but all of us have Buddha nature. What is Buddha's nature? I I think starting from that that premise that what happens um, after birth, that our heart gets covered up with all this, this grind and it gets covered up because we have these experiences and then these experiences activate adaptive behaviors 
I think um, a dear friend and teacher and colleague of mine, Dr. Gabor, says that it's something like addiction is is a normal response to abnormal things that happen to us. And, you know, I mean, I suppose, you know, as a Buddhist, we could just say it's a normal response to normal things that happen to us because what is abnormal, things will happen to us. And we have a response. We, we, we try to work with it. And um, if we're unable to work with it and we have these adaptive behaviours, we lose our essence we lose the joy. You know, there's something about recovering the joy in our life, recovering the, the peace in our life, recovering the happiness in our life. And, and that's what many um, of us are doing when we turn to adaptive, uh, compulsive, addictive behaviours. We're trying to recover something that has been lost. Oh, that's brilliant. And and I, I am a, a student of... Uh... Gabor Mate as well, um, and this business of uncovering uh, through the processes of of, of um, dismantling adaptive behaviors, uh, behaviors to seek relief, to seek pleasure, to seek escape, and uh, he uses another word as well as is kind of dis- discovering authenticity as, as part of that process too. Yeah, I think actually it's a one of his um, seminal teachings that what what actually happens, isn't it, that we go for attachment rather than authenticity. And in a way, the things that we're attached to, we're attached to these addictive behaviours where we lose our authenticity. Um, Yeah, it's a great teaching of his. It's, It's like, you know, in childhood, it's like we'd rather please the parent We'd, we'd even rather please the person who's abusing us because often the person who is abusing us has power over us. Mm. And so basically we, rather than saying no and pushing away because that's so scary what might happen, rather than going with the authentic self, we go with the attachment because we think that will save us and that will keep us safe. And actually what we have to learn is, is that actually what happens is when we go to attachment to survive, these adaptive behaviours um, arise. Indeed. Indeed. I actually work with um, Dr. Gabor Matti, I'm one of the founding facilitators of his Compassionate Inquiry. <laughs> That's lovely. Oh, he dug into that in um, The Myth of Normal. Uh, yes. I really enjoyed that chapter. Yeah. Then you know why he quoted me in his book. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I do. (laughs) Right on. I think I dig your definition of recovery, which I'm hopefully accurately distilling down to um, uncovering joy. Those are that's a a word a phrase I heard you say. So Mm. does that okay? Yeah. You know, which is you know, um, which is quite interesting, isn't it? And I'm. I'm actually curating 10 conversations um, around psychedelics. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's interesting because 10 years ago, somebody would have said, you know, is it harm reduction or absence? Where are you on this line? And of course, as, as, as a Buddhist practitioner, we, don't, we, we try not to think in binary ways, try not to be dualistic. 
And now the conversation is, is it, you know, psychedelics, where, where are you with psychedelics? And actually just really knowing that um, for some people or for many people turning to psychedelics, it is because it's giving them a moment of joy, a moment of happiness, or as um, Ramdas would say, a moment with God. Indeed. Indeed. Well, um, tell, tell us more about what you do. Um, what I do, <laughs> I breathe. <laughs> um, and actually that I really do mean that, um, I breathe this thing of when did we stop breathing? You know, definitely with so much happening to us, we lose the breath. We lose the alexia, which, um, helps to regulate the heart mind. Um, and so really more and more as I have this gift to be able to continue living, of course, it's going to come to um, an end at some point, whether it be abrupt or, you know, we're moving towards the end all the time. And, and definitely I breathe. Um, and I, my life, I think, is of service, really. It's, you know, I was, you know, with a friend the other day and, and not like a really, really close friend, a new friend, a good friend who is becoming close. And, you, you know, the whole um, trauma of when you have cancer and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, and, and, and it can take forever to get testing and they've already had breast cancer. And it's like, you know, she can't get this MRI. And how many months are you going to wait? And it's like, you know thousand bucks to go private i just think like i'll pay for it to be of service that's what it's about it's like what you know what the heck you know if i can pay double that amount to get on a plane to go somewhere surely you can actually help with somebody's care so that's what i mean is to be of service to to share what we have to share the these physical tangible things that we acquire that Everything that I had isn't mine. I don't own this. Not, not even my recovery is mine. It's like, in a way, we often say in the rooms of Buddhism that my emancipation is tied up with yours. What's the point of me being completely emancipated when everybody else is struggling around me? How can I share that gift, which is um, part of the 12 steps and part of the eight steps, you know, sharing the gifts that we we have yeah so for me i what i do is i really more and more want to stand in the lineage of the bodhisattvas where we commit to um i don't want to say save beings because then that becomes dualistic you know who who are we saving but to commit to work towards the end of suffering which I do believe is possible. It is possible to have an end of suffering. That is an optimistic message and, and one that we can all grab a shovel toward that end too. Uh, I, I love it. I, I breathe and, and, and I, I serve, not save. I serve. I love it. Yeah. If um, you would like to do some, work with me i'm 
co-leading an online retreat with Kevin Griffin on July the 29th, which is being hosted by Spirit Rock. And then again, Kevin and I are going to be co-leading a retreat at the Omega Institute in upstate New York the weekend of the 11th of August, which is finding freedom, finding joy. So it would be great. Um, come and sit with us online on the 29th of July or come and sit with us in person over the weekend of August 11th to 12th at the Omega Institute. Oh, I'm sorely, sorely tempted to come to Upstate and, and hold some space with you to find freedom and joy. Thank you. Uh, that's that's brilliant. Well, um, that is heavy work. Uh, I, I'm engaged in um, helping rural communities around the country to to end overdose and to increase access to opportunities for wellness and freedom. And it's daily trudge on this blue marble. And I have to do stuff for me. This podcast is part of that process. What do you do? Heavy. You call it heavy work, but... I, for me, I find it joyful work and inspiring work. I mean, I have a private practice too and working one-on-one and just seeing people transform, seeing people's lives change. That's the biggest gift. You know, I, I, I don't need a present. I always say the biggest gift you can give is, is, is your recovery. I find it really joyful. You know, I, I also, in terms of what do I do, you know, but, you know, I write books, but I also, you know, um, public speak and do mm-hmm. professional trainings and it's joyful I, I say to my partner I don't know when I will retire because I enjoy the work yeah it keeps me you know in a way this work helps with my recover recovery you know it and that's when the work is happening because if I'm staying sick there are many people who work in the field of recovery and are still very sick. Indeed. Yeah. Indeed. Indeed. Well, um, I'm 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 grateful to hear that. Um, that resonates with me. I do find great joy in my work. I do discover that I have to compartmentalize sometimes and just go fishing. Exactly. <laughs> or watch something stupid on TV. Yeah. <laughs> so what 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 do you do? What do you do um for fun? Yeah. Um, well, I'd say for fun is swimming in the ocean. I live by the ocean, so I do swim all year round. Not every day all year round, but I do swim in the ocean all year round. That's really fun. Being on my bike, cycling, um, is something I do for, for joy. Um, I have a yoga practice. I, you know, not just on my own, I go, I, I go to, for yoga that gives me joy. Meditation, I mean that, you know, meditation gives me a lot of joy. Being a Buddhist practitioner, being in good conversation gives me joy. Being with with, with friends. And then, yes, of course, every now and again, I, I get hooked onto uh, a Netflix or Crave show. I'm, I'm hooked onto with my partner at the moment, um, the morning show on Apple TV. And also, I'm very much hooked on to in treatment. Um, 
um, which is on Crave, which is a, a fantastic show. And that, again, is in treatment. It's a fictional uh, series with a therapist and their clients. It, it came out of Israel and it's very strong. Yeah. So, and, and again, actually, I think that show, one of the reasons why I'm hooked by it, because I'm learning from it, it's the importance of when we do this work, Donald, you know, because we don't do it alone, we do this work together, that it's so important to be keep on working on our lives. We know that if there's dysfunction in our lives, it has an impact with people we're in contact with people we're in communication with so another thing I do for joy and I'm going to be at Budafield Festival in England so I'm actually traveling to England and Europe and one of the things I'll be doing will be at Budafield Festival yes I will be teaching I will be working there but I'll also be dancing and dancing and camping sleeping by the earth gives me joy dancing gives me joy joy you've uh you've reawakened my connection with with that word joy i'm going to explore that this weekend i'm taking tomorrow off and and celebrating my birthday today and um yeah thank you so much for that um do you have a a message um for listeners something to uh to drop the mic if this were you know to be listened to by billions of people it it might be a cliche and what i would say is don't give up and the reason why i say is don't give up that i was a chronic relapser And if I had given up, I wouldn't be here today. Yeah. So um, it's, uh, I just, as you take two steps forwards, you might have a step backwards, but if you're taking two steps forwards and a step backwards, something is changing and know that we're always changing. And also know that when we pick up, you can always put it back down again. But I would just say is, is, it's not to give up that actually if you really um, want recovery, it will happen. And no, every time you pick up or you attach to your joy choice of distraction, you're choosing that over your recovery. I think the other uh, message I would say, it's important to take agency over what your recovery looks like. We're living in a time that there are, so many alternatives, you know, and for for your sponsor or your mentor, or your coach or therapist to say, you shouldn't do that. I, I say, you know, for me, it would be like, try it. And if it isn't working, then do something different. In fact, because I had a therapist who told me I shouldn't do that. It took me a lot longer. A therapist, I wanted to go to somebody who specialized in my addictive behaviors and my therapist blocked it at the time. And that's another thing I always say is don't mess around. You know, if, you know, this thing is a matter of life and death and if you're really struggling, are you working with somebody who knows your particular 
dis-ease, I'm not going to call it disease, but your particular dis-ease, your particular malady, there's something about that people understanding, yeah, what it is. You know, these all-rounder therapists, they're great. The stuff that there's, there's the games and the tricks and sometimes we choose to go to an all-rounder to let us off the hook. Mm-hmm. It's coming back to don't give up. It's possible. Yeah. And it's possible to become happier and to have more joy. Quite so. Don't give up. Uncover your joy. Um, oh, thank you so much. I appreciate you. Thanks for coming around. And I hope that we get to talk to each other again many, many times. Great. Thank you. Thank you.